this is Cami Clements and Carrie Olson coming to you live from the Hallmarkies podcast. Hi, everyone. <laughs> and today we will be covering the September offerings from Up TV. We hope you watch them. We hope you remember them. It has been a little while, but it's always fun to talk about movies. So let's get into it. <laughs> let's dive. Okay, so movie number one, A Vineyard Romance. Now, for the very non-wine connoisseur, <laughs> such as myself, <laughs> this, this wasn't this wasn't entirely my cup of tea just because I know I know nothing about wine. I'm I don't I don't know anything about wine. Yeah. But you know, you cannot you cannot say no to Marcus Rosner. You just can't. No, <laughs> he was he was such a draw for me in this movie. I mean, I thought he he it's very rare that he's the leading man, actually. It's happening more and more and more. It's happening more now, yes. But I used to I used to look. I, I was constantly searching, like, okay, where is he the leading man? Where is he the, he's always the, he's always the second guy. He's always he the is. guy who doesn't get the girl, the poor man. So. <laughs> so he was the leading man in this one. And I actually, I just, I thought he was really casual and really, um, I thought he was a great leading man actually in this vineyard romance. And I do like wine and I do like the vineyard scene and, <laughs> So this was really just a beautiful kind of setting to me. I thought that it was really great. Honestly, I watched this one very close to Hallmark's one from last month, um, Raise a Glass to Love. Yes. And, and so it was just like, whoa, vineyard, vineyard yeah, heaven for me. There's lots of wine rolling around. You know? <laughs> we were just rolling in the wine. I was like, I want to join Hallmark's wine club. Like, what is, what is happening? Holy but I didn't. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> now, but I don't think that it was too much about the wine scene. Uh, you know, they did not like the the Hallmark movie, Raise a Glass to right. Love. This this one was definitely just more of the setting, the vineyard setting, her hometown, yeah. the people, and it didn't it didn't delve too much into the wine scene. Like no, that. no, it didn't. Yeah. It it more talked about the history of the place than anything. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so, history. And, uh, yeah, and of course, you know, being who I am with a son named Liam, that that got me even closer to Liam Hawthorne, former <laughs> baseball player, <laughs> which is so fun, so fun. And here's a here's a funny little insight into my past too. My my father played professional baseball. I did not know that. I know you didn't. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm older now. He's been in, retired for many, many years, but he played professional baseball. So that was really fun for me about this. Oh, so character. you were, Yeah, you were totally into that. I was I was loving it. I was like, yeah, these guys have to find like a second career because baseball doesn't last forever, you know? So Yeah. For him to like do this wine business now and vineyard business with his brother. I thought that was really cool. Okay, so Sam's best friend, Julie, and yes. Liam's brother, Alex. Yes. I got to be completely honest with you. In that first scene that we see them when she is renovating 
when she is renovating the her shop yeah I totally thought they were married I totally I, have it in my notes like I'm loving this best friend and her boyfriend like yes okay <laughs> I totally thought they were married they were so easy and casual and comfortable with each other I'm like oh okay yes this is the best friend and her husband and then they say oh you haven't asked Julie out yet I'm like, wait what they were a little too easy together I guess <laughs> I mean and also they gave us zero context actually like right away they introduced these two characters and they really gave us zero context that they weren't a couple they were he was right there they were friends everyone was friendly they looked so easy and great together that yeah. I I was shocked when it became like a major second storyline that the two of them like each other and and want to go out with each other, but they're God, nervous what? to ask each other out. I was like, no. In the beginning of the movie, you were standing side by side bantering. What? What is this? You know? <laughs> it was like, was that supposed to come later? Because they're totally together. Totally, yeah. totally together. <laughs> well, and I thought it was so funny. Like, well, she took that well about Liam. I don't think she knows. Right. Oh. <laughs> That, well, that was my favorite conversation between the two of them. <laughs> I, I thought that was great. There were so many times that, um, you know, because we're dealing with an old boyfriend. So we're dealing with an old boyfriend and people want to tell you something about that, about him. And I totally understood her like, no, just do, do, you don't need to tell me anything about him. You know, like I've heard, I've heard he retired from baseball. You know, I heard and she's never lets anyone tell her. Yeah, he's back. He bought the vineyard and he's engaged. You know, yeah. like Someone really important to cover her mouth and say he's the groom. Right. <laughs> he is the groom of this article you have to write about this insta famous star, you know? Like, oh my word. Okay, and did Leanne play that perfectly or what? Yeah. I love Leanne as Heather. You know, I, I want to see Leanne play. I want to see Leanne play a leading lady one day. But yes. she makes those amazing, amazing supporting characters. Who she does. I mean, she was over the top and she was ambitious and she was running yes. the show. <laughs> she, was, she was great. She, she was, was so great. fabulous. I'm looking at her her movie history, and you're right. She is never the leading lady. She's always no. a hallmark or an up TV or the equivalent second, you know, the the second hand girl. Not even the friend. Yeah. Sometimes the like this in this movie, she's the fiance that yeah, he needs to get she's rid the of. Fiance. Speaking of Liam and Heather. And we yeah. know that now they are the engaged couple that our heroine, Sam, has to go home and write this article about. Yeah. They were so interesting to me as a couple. I never, ever felt their chemistry. I well, never, you're not ever... supposed to, but. I mean, yeah, <laughs> you're not supposed to, but you even like, how did they get there? You know, and you're asking yourself, how did they get to the point where he is engaged to this girl? I but never then, can understand how they got to that point, you know? I, mean, I know. But then we find out that, you know, she actually proposed to him because yeah. um, she felt like, oh, he'll never, he'll never get around to it. I told him I'm going to propose to him. And so she did have, 
she did it quickly. She did had kind of ulterior motives as far as like the fame thing, maybe. And maybe. I mean, regardless of how she was with our hero, Liam, I actually loved her character. Yeah. She, yeah. She was not right. She was not right for Liam. No. I thought I thought that she was gonna marry her assistant all along, you know? <laughs> oh, Jay. Jay. I think it was Jay. Her assistant was hilarious. She's like yelling at him and he's just like, ah, oh, he's all about it. So that was so funny. Yeah. Okay. Here is the worst twist of irony ever. What? The reason why they broke up is because they showed up on different days. And so instead of using this wonderful invention called a cell phone. (laughs) Well, I I never understand this. (laughs) Okay, so the story goes, the story goes that she, um, they were high school or college sweetheart. No, I think they They were were, high school, high school. They were, they were, they dated in high school and college. Sam got a scholarship to San Francisco and Liam got recruited to play ball in New York. And if they still felt the same at the end of the year, they would meet up at the vineyard on their anniversary. And they both had a different day of what their (laughs) anniversary was. Wouldn't you double check that when you're making the plans? (laughs) Yes, I would. I would double check that. But okay, what are we considering our anniversary? So I show up on the right day. (laughs) I could see, you know, it feeling very obvious to both of them. Like, obviously we started dating this day. Obviously we started dating this day. But yeah, we all have anniversaries of, you know, when maybe you like your first date or your first kiss or your engagement or your wedding or your so you, you have know, to like, specify which anniversary you're talking about yes <laughs> well that was very sad and that was really actually I like storylines like that where they both feel wronged they both feel wounded like they both feel like um like there was a misunderstanding and they had to clear that up I thought that was fun you it didn't like so- it it's frustrating to me yeah it because that is 15 years down the drain yeah or or whatever amount of time it was <laughs> it just I mean there are certain there are certain times when a storyline like that would be appropriate uh right. you know like let's say uh you you move away and you don't have their number but right. these two dated for what <laughs> eight years <laughs> somewhere somewhere between six and eight years they've got each other's numbers you know and one year one year they did not change their numbers in one year and so instead of using this lovely invention we call a cell phone to say hey are you coming or do I move on? <laughs> I, I mean, they just took the other silence as the answer. I'm like, really? <laughs> I think it made for great 
um, watching actually. Oh, my, they for my great viewing watching. pleasure. <laughs> yeah, for to like come upon some of these um, these details, like to have these misunderstandings for years, and because I thought they they immediately had chemistry with each other. I thought they were really cute together, walking around the vineyard and kind of you know, they were trying to talk about things without talking about things because he was engaged and, you know, right. like, and then the bride has to leave. And so he's the one who has to like give the interview and do things like that, like all this time together. And of course, they're going to fall for each other again. Of course. Of course, because yes. it's on TV and it's a rom-com. Yeah. <laughs> so yes, it all works out in the end. And I mean, that is one place where I really saw the shift. Once yes. they, once they established that they both came, then it's as if, oh, well then, you know, right. <laughs> because but, by then they, they reawakened old feelings by then. Right. You know, so now they're honest with each other and they actually like really do like each other again. One thing I thought was so cute was that, um, you know, she's a writer at this place and she has to write this article, but she wants to be a romance writer. Like she wants to yeah, write she wants to be a novelist. novels, yeah, novels and books. And he, at one point, like they run into each other and her belongings all scatter. And he kind right. of reads, reads a little bit of her romance novel. And um, he doesn't, like he just kind of takes it in stride. He doesn't make fun of it. He actually encourages her. And yeah. he he's like, oh, I want to find out what happens next, you know, to this character. And I thought that was really cute, actually. Just a, yeah. a sweet part of the movie. Very, very. <laughs> and it all ends up right in the end. It does, <laughs> because... He is able to articulate that with Heather that they want different things and she agrees that they want different things. And so now okay. he's free to pursue Sam and he is, I mean, they have like this great picnic on the vineyard and he loves her and she loves him and it's just a be wonderful happily ever after. Okay, so Carrie, what would you give vineyard what what would you give a vineyard romance out of 10 so I actually rated this kind of high I really okay. I liked this movie a lot um okay I, I thought there was good chemistry a good storyline good dialogue the side characters were interesting there were funny moments um I loved how it ended so I I would rate this movie 7.5 okay okay mm -hmm. So maybe even higher, actually. Maybe I might even give this an eight. I I I was I was wondering why I'm like that's high. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I said it was high, and then I'm like that doesn't feel actually very high. I would give this movie an eight. That's my okay. that's my new and final answer. Eight out of ten. I totally recommend this movie um, to those who like romance. Okay, eight out of ten. I'm going to I'm going to go just a tiny bit lower because of the really frustrating aspect that it gave me. I, I'm just like, really? <laughs> so I'm probably going to give it a seven. That That's okay. yeah, I'm probably going to go a seven because I still I, I love Marcus. I mm -hmm. love Marcus Rosner. I love seeing him as the leading man. Uh, yes. th there were just a couple of components in there that I'm just like. 
no no <laughs> no well and even this actress i uh, her wardrobe was fantastic this whole that's movie. very true too gorgeous sam's, sam's oh, wardrobe was i love that and heather's wardrobe she was all flashy <laughs> <laughs> so flashy all right moving on into love in translation yes we've got julie who speaks eight languages fluently, 10 if you include dead languages. <laughs> Holy mackerel, I can barely get the handle on two or three. In a- <laughs> Just one for me. I don't speak a different language. I don't speak any other languages. So that was very <laughs> impressive. Yeah, yeah, it was. I loved when I loved when she's walking on the street in the very beginning and she yeah. stops to... <laughs> She stops just to very casually translate. What was it? Mandarin? I think it was Mandarin. And she, okay, someone was trying yeah. to sell flowers. And so she yes. like. <laughs> so, she, so she is just casually walking by and, oh, this flower, this flower seller is speaking <laughs> Mandarin. And I can, and obviously she does not speak Mandarin. I will translate. Yeah, I'm just like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> She did such a great job. There she is, is that was that was really fun actually because she is she was very smart, very accomplished woman, and she was going for a dream job. She wanted this dream job, I think, in at, a museum at a museum because her other job. I mean, she was the job was terminated. I think they felt really bad that she she didn't do anything to be fired, but the job was terminated. I guess. yeah, the funding. I think the, the funding, funding got cut. Yeah. Okay. So now she like wants to go and, and get this dream job at this museum. Here it is. Here it is. The graduate assistant, the, uh, gra- the graduate assistance program. It got canceled. Got canceled. So, you know, yeah, as the they whole... do. Okay. Now, what do you think about this quirk of her getting flustered around <laughs> handsome men? <laughs> you can you can say you're handsome in 10 different languages but you get flustered around handsome men that's that that's intriguing <laughs> well here's the thing i'm not sure if knowing 10 languages allows you time to be around handsome men very often i mean like she's had to study <laughs> she's obviously an academic she's had to study so hard I thought that was she's so always cute. studying. Yeah, she's always studying. But I thought it was really cute, actually, because obviously in this coffee shop that her sister owned, this handsome guy noticed her and he walked up to her and you don't even know what he was going to say, actually. Like, was he going to ask her out or what? Because she gets so flustered and embarrassed and he just like walked <laughs> I thought it was cute. You know, and there, there is this line in this movie. I wrote it down because I've heard it several times in a lot of different, uh, in a lot of different movies, but it doesn't get old for some reason because I, it's just funny. You've got more degrees than a thermometer <laughs> and it's just, it's funny it is funny to me that when somebody takes all that time to get all those degrees because you know I I didn't even go for a master's I'm like I got my bachelor's I'm good I'm done (laughs) 
and so and my husband went for his master's and I it was it was really hard yeah keeping everything going through that and so and my dad went for his doctorate so wow that thank heavens that was before I was born so yeah well that's and that's the thing with this being an academic and having all of these degrees she is that's her comfort zone you know that's right where she she's not socially comfortable she's academically comfortable and so with this tutoring that she now does you know she was tutoring this one older couple who was going to go to Italy and they wanted to know Italian and which I thought was the sweetest thing that they're going on they're going to Italy and they want to speak Italian and so they're hiring someone to teach them Italian I'm like oh this is great it was so cute <laughs> but we see her with a couple of different like students you know so yeah. we obviously know she's trying to get this tutoring business um off the ground and this couple says you need to tutor our son <laughs> he is dating a French woman and he doesn't know French like you should tutor him <laughs> yeah the uh the one where they talk about soil yeah (laughs) so romantic so this man when he when dan said we talk about soil i i swear i just wanted to go dan that's really (laughs) darling sit down (laughs) he was like she's fine with it and you know like no she's not fine with it like Maybe with one part of like one conversation about soil, she can hang, but like, don't make your relationship about that. Oh my word. So, so this, she meets this um, son that, that wants um, French that is, lessons. That is getting something. coerced into French lessons. By his parents. Yes. And he turns out to be the museum guy who denied the exhibit her director yes he's museum director who the, who... the exhibit the exhibit director to oh. the the exhibit director who turned her down totally turned her down turned her down because she didn't have enough experience <laughs> i'm just like really you are going to turn down all of those degrees really right <laughs> So I he even he even said he opens up a resume. He goes, hmm, "That's impressive." I'm like, yeah, buddy, you think? <laughs> well, I think there was some miscommunication. He was looking for like a dog sitter, and he thought right. student. You know, when he read student, he thought student, like yeah, young, almost twenty or something. But here, this was an accomplished woman actually hoping for a different job than dog sitter. So anyway, they they do some some lessons, some French lessons and start hanging out a little bit more. And I don't know, did you think they had chemistry? I I think it was almost there. Yeah. It, it there I will admit there were a couple of times when it was a little lacking, but there were other times when I thought they nailed it. Like when when he says well he finishes the sentence you look and then cut to him amazing i thought i thought that his reaction right there to her looking so beautiful was spot on yeah and just the way he was admiring her he couldn't take Mm -hmm. his eyes off her Mm -hmm. and all of that i thought i thought that in that in that scene at the gala 
you yes. know, and he was showing her off and he was proud to be with her. So he I, I thought, yeah, I thought that it was pretty good right there. And you know what made me really appreciate his approach to their relationship? Yes, at the beginning, he was starting, he was dating someone else, but he did break it off with Cosette before he tried to get something going with with our girl here, with Julie. And so I thought, I was like, oh my gosh, that's great. Like, wow, you never see that in mid-movie, you know, the guy just like totally broke it off with her in order to pursue this, um, our heroine, Julie, but then Cosette comes back on the scene. Why? Why? Why Why did you fly all that way? She said she wanted to support him. What? You guys are broken up, but whatever. That was, that was weird. And that was, that was a classic misunderstanding of, you know, she sees, she thinks something's going on. Julie thinks something's going she on. She sees her. it from up in the uh, balcony of all places. I'm like, really? Come no. on. <laughs> That's not what we want. But we, we do have we do have to say that what ended up getting her this very coveted job is that she translated an ancient amulet. It turned out to be a gift to royalty, and nobody nobody could read it because nobody could understand the language and she was a little she was a little rusty but she figured out what it said and so they figured out together that this was no ordinary amulet this was a gift to royalty which is a very big deal in those in those ancient civilizations so yeah yeah that was fun that was really fun that was fun yeah, like they made such a big deal out of her knowing these languages, but they actually used it in the story. Like, which is something that does not always happen. No, no. Yeah. So that I liked that part about it. I'm like, yes, she is smart. And yes, look at her solving this, you know, translating this um, amulet. And that he totally loved that. He like respected that. And she proved herself. Yeah, I really, I really did like that they put them on equal levels even though she didn't have as much experience she had all the education and so he upped her on experience because he was the exhibit director but she definitely upped him on a lot of other things namely (laughs) French you know (laughs) French and I would even say education Uh, so and they were on equal footing they were yeah they were, and they realized that and they recognized that in each other and they yeah. used that to like play to each other's strengths here in the job but then also like ooh that was that was fun for them to discover she, she definitely thought he was a handsome guy and she wasn't flustered around him because well she was in the beginning at the beginning <laughs> but slowly she became more comfortable slowly she became more yeah. um just herself you know like she could be herself what did what did she say like he comes up to her and she goes, oh no, pardon me? Uh, nothing. <laughs> or something like that. He's like, no it? filter. Right? Yeah, it just comes out. <laughs> I thought she was pretty adorable. I've actually never seen her in, I don't think I had seen her in anything else. I'm looking at- I have not the- seen her in anything else. And I did, I actually did like her. I thought yes. that she had a great screen presence. I, now I am not- a huge multilinguist for the most part 
her Spanish did bug me a little bit because I'm a did Spanish it? speaker. Yeah, her, I'm a Spanish speaker. And so her Spanish did, did bug me just the tiniest bit. But overall, I thought she had a great accent for all of the different languages that she spoke. And so I'm like, okay, because when you, when you say things with an American accent, that can get really really old really really fast yes and so I think that I think that she worked really hard on making making all of the languages sound different which I was very impressed with yes yes she did a great job at that and I really like um her name's Michelle oops sorry I'm not gonna get this right our Greece our our Greece our yeah Sorry, Michelle, but um, <laughs> I thought she was great. I'd love to see her in more things coming up. And yeah. uh, then this Corey Sieber is, or Sevier is just. CVA? Good, yeah, CVA. Yeah. He's, um, he's just a solid hero. I was just going to say, he's one of your solid guys. Yep. He's just solid. And he had a good character. I liked him. And then I could tell you a couple other movies that he was in, you know, recently, wasn't it Love and Whit- Whitbrook yes. with um, Brittany? Brittany um, Bristow. Yep. Yes. So he just has a real open face, real um, approachable kind of way about him. And uh, so yeah. I, I liked that the two of them together. I thought that they ended, ended up with more chemistry than they began. Yeah. Which is went. how it's supposed to be, right? Right. So. <laughs> exactly (laughs) all right so what would you give love in translation I would give this a seven out of ten okay because because um like I said I liked the characters um the story made sense and it used these you know used their strengths to um to move the story along which I loved I thought that they were very cute couple at the end when they, you know, they had a great kiss and they said, you know, like you yeah. language. <laughs> she had um, fun side characters. Honestly, her sister at the coffee shop was just so great. Lou, parents, you gotta love Lou. <laughs> yeah, his parents, there was a lot going for this movie. Um, I did find it to be a tiny bit slow for some reason like kind of in the middle maybe um toward toward the end here but um but I liked it I liked it a lot so seven out of ten for me what about you Kimmy I'm gonna go I'm gonna go 7.75 Ooh, okay what's yeah. your seven what's your point seven five up on me J- uh it was I I liked it I liked it better than I liked uh, Vineyard Romance. Okay. Um, maybe because they were both single. <laughs> <laughs> Single-ish. He was single-ish. Not. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I do think that the story kind of dragged on a bit. And so it needed a little bit of tightening up, but overall yeah. it was, it was something we'd never seen before. Right. So, so yeah, it, it was, it, it was a good solid entry. Mm-hmm. Also, I wrote this in my notes. The music cues were funny. Oh, the, really funny? Yeah. You, yeah, music, you noticed that. I did. Yeah. I did. The music cues were funny. They had, they had great timing. Who I cannot remember who did the music, but whoever did yeah. the music was very talented at doing that because they, 
they just had the right kind of mood and they had the, and they had the right timing and it was just, it was fun. It wasn't overbearing. It wasn't too noticeable. It just added to the mood of the movie. So yeah, I'll give it a 7.75. That, that is good. Yeah. So two, two pretty good openings here in September with the Vineyard Romance and um, Love and Translation. Just pretty good up movies. I mean, I'd be curious to hear what other people thought about them, but I thought they were, um, they were good. Yeah. So let's move into romance in the wilds. Ooh, romance <laughs> in the wild. I'm looking. We've got, look- <laughs> we've got two fire themed movies coming up here. So get out your fire hoses right now. Cause you're going to need some cooling down people. <laughs> romance in the wild oh my goodness honestly this was such a unique movie i almost i couldn't categorize it for for like the first half i was like oh this is a drama oh it's an adventure oh wait here's the romance and like i just i i didn't know what to think of it no i know i know it was it was very compelling you know, it, it caught you right away. Like, because... like it started in the middle of what could have been a, like a mystery or something. It's like, it started in the middle. Yes, of it started, it started like a mystery movie may have. Yeah. Yeah. So you see all the trees burning from a sky, from a sky view and you're yeah. like, Whoa, Oh my God, <laughs> there's a fire, a very big fire. <laughs> and, and, then, and then you see, you see the protagonist buck laying face down in the dirt unconscious in the middle of this forest fire you come to find out and you see Jessica run up and get him up and then he's got a either a broken or a very badly sprained ankle and you're just like (laughs) (laughs) and then it cuts to black and it goes 12 hours earlier like that's a good start yeah. <laughs> I was like, how did we get there? Oh my word, these 12 hours are going to be crazy. Oh my so, god. Obviously we find out that he is a he's a forest ranger. Yes. So ex ex um he he did ex army or something. Yeah, I, he's right. ex military. Uh-huh. <clears throat> ex military and now he's a forest ranger following in the footsteps of his mom and dad and cousin like it's a family business basically it's a well and his sister his sister (laughs) who um now there's something they're called something so he's a forest ranger now his sister flew a helicopter that dropped water on burning um you know so basically she was like a forest firefighter water and fire retardant to keep keep things to keep things so that was the red stuff yeah. The red stuff that she would drop out of the chopper yes. um, was the stuff that helped keep things from catching on fire. <laughs> Back up. So this Laura Vanderroot is the sister Roma and she is, she's just in the helicopter the whole movie. She doesn't need the helicopter. <laughs> she is like flying this thing around trying to, um, you know, get these fires under control. But also then now she, we find she's trying to find her brother actually who goes missing. So I kind of jumped ahead a little bit there, but the yeah, you did. <laughs> he he is 
you know, he witnesses a, um, a well, he doesn't witness it, but a fire starts because he was, he flew this one investor or developer. He's somewhere. a tech guy. That's what, that's what they keep calling him. He's a tech guy and his name is Martin. And, Martin. and that was, he, I, I even said in my notes, Buck takes the stooge to a vacant <laughs> ranger station. <laughs> I'm just like, you are such a dork because <laughs> I didn't know, I didn't know his, I didn't know his name at the time, but, um, but he, was he gave, I, he was, he gave, he gave the order to move sites. And so it was the machinery carelessly moving out that knocked over the gas cans and, and that's what, the fire. And yeah. that's what started the fire because an electrical storm came, uh, hits lightning strikes, the empty pallets that have the gas poured all over them by the careless Uh, by the the careless workers and then that starts the fire okay one thing before we move away from martin the tech guy aka the stooge there's (laughs) there is one thing that he says that i'm like okay you have purpose in this movie (laughs) is when he says oh so you came but you come by that stubble honestly so often we just go right past that you know stubble is stubble is considered to be so attractive now that men leave stubble on purpose now personally that's not me and so when when martin says oh so you come by that stubble honestly and then buck without even missing a beat says well it's been a busy season for brush fires there's been no chance to renew my shaving club membership i was like oh snap you know, but that, but right then it gave him a reason to be a little scruffy. I'm like, okay, I can handle that now. Right. <laughs> you need a reason. You need to be I like, I need a reason. <laughs> you like a fresh face. I know that. I do. Like fresh, I do. It's, it's clean it's shaven. Just, it's, I don't like the facial hair. It's just not me. It's just not me. <laughs> a guy can still be attractive with facial hair. I just don't prefer it. Right. Right. <laughs> so tell us how um Buck then now runs across Jess. Jessica. Okay, um, so so Jess is uh Jessica is a geologist. She is studying rocks and she has taken up she has taken up a lease in the vacant ranger station that Buck didn't know about. He said, no one's been here since my grandfather. Oh, oh. (laughs) a little (laughs) bit of miscommunication there, I see. (laughs) So, but she's there with her dog and she is studying, she's studying rocks. To be completely honest, I don't exactly know why she is in that particular spot other than, you know, people do studies in particular spots all the time just to figure out how the how the lay of the land works in that area so I don't know I'm not a geologist I have no idea but I I don't either and I'm not exactly sure that they told us why except that she's a geologist and there was this grant and she's doing this study in science and she had been there for a while now he 
discovers her because he was going to show this um, tech tech guy, Martin, a different location that, you know, and Martin's like, yeah, I like this. Let's take it over. And she's like, hey, I'm here. You know, I'm here doing stuff. I know, this and he like, just goes completely over it. Like, no, no. Like, yeah. What? So now, so then here we go. Buck leaves, takes Martin away. They get the news that there's a big forest fire. He's like, okay, I just met this girl who's in isolation. I got to go back for her. Well, he totally liked her. I mean, he totally of was a tree liked her. Right but he's like, I got to go back and save her. So he does. He goes back, but somehow the plane's out of commission. Well, the plane, Jeep's the plane out of commission. blew up. The plane blew up because he because he parked it. He parked it on the water. He went to go get her. She because she wouldn't answer the radio. He's trying to answer the rate. He's trying to get her on the radio. She just rolls her eyes and says, No, thank you, and turns off the radio. I'm like, you idiot. <laughs> and so then because she doesn't answer, he goes back and he lands the plane to go and get her. And then when he tells her, then she has to grab everything because it's her life's work. Totally get that. You know, I wouldn't be able to leave all that stuff behind, but we're risking safety now. And uh-huh. so they try to make it to the plane, but the fire beats them to the plane and it blows it up. <laughs> and so that's, right. like, well, that's not so, happening anymore. <laughs> so the plane, now the plane is gone and now they're like, oh my gosh, we're trapped. So they jump into a Jeep. They jump yeah, into a Jeep. It's Jessica's Jeep. Jessica's and let's not Jeep. forget that they've got Charlie, Jessica's dog this entire time. Yeah. <laughs> so. But now the Jeep crashes. Yeah. The Jeep crashes. And so now they're on foot. <laughs> now they're on foot and they're trying to outrun this fire. So, I mean, here we go. This, this title is Romance in the Wild. So that's like a... Um, a plural wilds you know with an yeah. s at the end so i'm like there's the forest fire and uh-huh. now it's you know they're in the wild they're on foot and now that there's a bear <laughs> there's a bear <laughs> a bear and, and they like make it following them yeah so first first the bear comes to the mouth of the cave yeah where, where they have shelter so- so they run, yeah, they make it to a cave where they can have some shelter and they see the bear and they run <laughs> and then they make it to Buck's family hunting cabin and nothing works. Everything's out of batteries. There's no electricity. And so they can't send and the generator's not working. So everything is dead so they can't tell his mom or his sister because his mom used to be the fire chief and she's on board and they can't tell his cousin either so they can't tell anybody that they're safe and where to find them and then the bear comes to the cabin and the bear comes (laughs) to the cabin and meanwhile there's the fire still raging you know in the in the forest and you know through it all they have a romantic connection. I mean, obviously, like things, he is, um, he is an, an adrenaline junkie. I mean, you can tell he is like this hero. He, he's loving this. She's well, kind of loving he it did, too. He did, two, he did two tours in Afghanistan and he worked with the canine units. And yes. so 
he was having he was having a little bit of PTSD when he was with with, with seeing Charlie. But then when I love when he comes back, you know, Charlie starts barking at him and he goes down. <laughs> <laughs> Charlie totally listens to him. Yeah. yeah. So he he's just kind of loving this adventure. He's like, we're going to get out of here where, you know, he is like super intense. Well, she totally matches his intensity. I mean, she's yeah. lived isolated in the woods for a long time. She's super capable. She like, she can jerry rig a Jeep, you know, get something else going there. She can like um, hunt and cook her own food. She can like get a radio going from kitchen supplies or whatever. Like she is like in it with him and he is just starry-eyed and over the moon like falling in love with this girl who can like hang with him in the woods i mean these these two are not going to be content with suburban life i mean they these are the two who are going to be like seeking out adventure together for the rest of their lives like they well and one thing that i really loved is one one thing with disaster movies is you have to play it right because if you are not constantly trying to survive mm -hmm. then it's then it falls flat yeah. you know if you give up way too easily it falls flat yeah and you know if you get out of the disaster way too quickly then why bother having a disaster right, right. so that was what I really liked is they kept the intensity up yeah. between the two of them. And, you know, I I've heard it said, you don't base a relationship on intense situations, but why the heck not? You know? <laughs> I mean, these two, these two do, and it, yeah. you know, it works for them. <laughs> so. It does. It totally does. But, you know, but they, but this doesn't work. So let's try another, this yeah. doesn't work. So we're going to try something else. You yeah. know, and, and I love, I love, I love, I love, I love when, uh, when she is trying to start, she's trying to start the, what, what is it? That, that motorbike? Yeah. To, yeah. yeah. And it's like, you know, you, you know how to, you know how to do that? And like, I went through a bad boy stage. <laughs> I went through a bad boy phase in college, but then you never would have dated me. And like, well, that I got out of that phase really early. You say you'll go on a date with me? Yeah, I'm just like, really? You guys are flirting now? You're totally <laughs> flirting in the middle of disaster and life-threatening situations. But then like at the end, I thought that was so cute because, um, you know, they're running from the bear again. They're running from the yep. bear. He totally trips and falls. So we, we catch up to 12 hours later. Yeah. You know, we, we catch up. He's hurt. She's trying to help him. Charlie's hurt. Charlie can't walk. Charlie was um, hurt by these branches or something. A tree falls on him. A tree so. falls on him. So everybody's like hurt. And he's like, you should go get help. You know, I'll stay here with Charlie. And she's like, I'm not going to leave you. And he says, this is the best first date I've ever had. <laughs> no. and, I mean, this is where this is where Buck is giving up. And he has completely resigned himself to dying. Yeah. And he, and because he's hurt, he can't run. He, Charlie's hurt, so he can't walk. And with Buck hurt, he can't carry him. No. And, and we've so, got a bear, a bear on their yeah. trail, uh, <laughs> on their trail. You have the fires coming at them. I mean, he's like. And it's surrounding them now. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's on all sides. They can't get out. No. 
But she fires again. She fires the flare and stays with him. The sister sees the flare. The cousin sees the flare. The cousin hopped in a helicopter. The mom's <laughs> right there. I mean, like, it is It is a a hero scene. You know, they come, come out of the woods and he's carrying the dog and she's supporting him. And yeah, that, that was a little, I'm like, okay, really? <laughs> rain, it's raining now. And they're like, yay, it's raining. And they have these flashbacks to their 12-hour relationship. And it is just goofy like it's a little bit of a goofy ending they did not need that minute of flashback yeah. over the 12 I, hours i did i i thought looking back over the 12 hours was kind of sweet that you i didn't did? think it was goofy yeah but i thought it was I, goofy. I thought it was a teeny bit over dramatic with the i i will say i thought it was a, a teeny bit over dramatic the way she shot the flare gun and the way it had them coming out of the smoke. I'm like, okay, that's a little much. <laughs> but I but I will say that kiss. Whoa, that kiss. That was a nice kiss. <laughs> oh, that was intense. It was gonna intense. die. We're and gonna die is, here together. Yeah, because he can't go. She's not gonna leave him. And then just bang, the two of them make contact. And the intensity of the kiss fit the mood of the movie, which yeah. is very important, I think. Now, when she raises up her hand to shoot the gun while they're kissing, I'm like, okay, no, I don't think so. But, <laughs> <laughs> but that kiss was incredible. And then and they had, it, was, it wasn't their only one, which was really cute. So at the very no, end, yes! yeah, when they're like talking and she gets this grant and she gets to do it's her- a, um, It's a week later? It's a, so it's a week later, yeah. you know, he reconciles with his his mom because they had something going with with like dad, you know, like some they just had some past hurts. Just didn't talk about feelings and no. didn't let didn't let him say goodbye to his father. Yeah, because he was in Afghanistan and she didn't want him to lose focus. Yeah, and so he didn't get a chance to say goodbye to his father, and that yeah. was still bothering him. Yeah. So, so he reconciles with his mom. He wants to introduce Jess to his family. Um, they're really, really cute together. She gets this, a new grant and a great building to actually work in and yes. um, do her science. And then they, they totally kiss and they, they check out the, the new building. And I mean, it is, it is cute. A cute that last, that last kiss. I'm like, now that is what a last kiss is supposed to look like. Really good. It was yes. good. Yes. It was a good last kiss. And I also, <laughs> I also really like that he is going to get, he's going to get some help. He's going to talk to somebody about his PTSD because he yes. hasn't gotten over a lot of it. Yes. And yes. yeah, it, and he's going to stop being the hero and he's going to let someone save him for once. Yes. So yeah, except for a couple of little things, this movie worked for me. I yeah, really, really what, what would you rate it? Oh gosh. Um, I, I, I think I'm going to go in 8.9. Wow. That it totally worked for you. Didn't it? It did. It worked for me. What about you? You know, I, I'm a little lower than that. I am actually a six and a half. Oh, because I know <laughs> a lot lower, <laughs> a lot lower. Um, I'm a six and a half because, okay, maybe I need to see it again, but I didn't expect what it was. It was it was intense. It was more of a drama. Like it was like action packed. They had 
this connection. I don't know. Like I wasn't ready for it. And I think the whole time I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. So based on my first initial kind of reaction, um, I would do a six and a half. I liked the ending though, that really redeemed things for me because um, they addressed certain issues. Like you said, the PTSD and they, um, they're totally well suited for each other. Um, yeah, they closed a lot of holes, which they not every movie does. Yeah, I so. mean, just there was a lot of, you know, like, we can't find him. Where is he? He's going to make it. You know, Buck, you know, like there was a lot of conversation like that, that I just was like, okay, you know. <laughs> that, that is true, yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm six, six and a half for this one. I think you need to go back and watch it again, but that's just my opinion. Okay. But- I love Vince. Yes. I I love Vince. He is he's a man's man. And uh-huh. so he he was a perfect casting choice for yeah. this role because yeah. you know we've seen him in love on the sidelines mm-hmm. as the as the football teammate. Mm-hmm. And we saw him in uh Frozen in Love, I think it was called. Frozen, Frozen in Love as the hockey teammate. Yeah, the hockey teammate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he, so he's an athlete. You know, he's mm-hmm. he's a man's man. He's broad-shouldered. He's deep voice, and mm-hmm. he's yeah, he's very even with the scruff. He's very appealing to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was he was great, and he he got he he got softer as the movie went on. So I I thought yes. that was really sweet. But um, yeah, good good drama, good adventure. Um, not just a romance here with romance in the wilds and it was wild so definitely (laughs) check it out okay and now we move to our second fire in the house movie (laughs) um okay so this one has this one has two titles if you saw it on hallmark channel many years ago you're gonna know it as second chances if you saw it on up you're going to know it as hearts on fire so same movie <laughs> same movie now this was this aired on hallmark channel in 2013 yeah it's pretty old this is an old one but it has allison sweeney who yep. almost can do no wrong in my eyes like she this is a great <laughs> movie that she did like she's she is like it's almost 10 years old i mean it is it is an old movie but um i love her character she's a single mom divorced mom and which in 2013 was actually really like they didn't really do divorce too Uh -uh. much they did widow you know you were either a widow or a widower but um so I just when this started and I was like oh hearts on fire is actually second chances like it was really nostalgic for me I thought that was yeah I agree yeah (laughs) and uh what what I really what I really liked is that everything in everything in this movie, except for one aspect, and I'll get to that, but everything made sense. Yeah. It's yeah. not, it's not, so it's not a movie where they just pull something and <laughs> like, okay, yeah. I did, I did wonder, okay, maybe two aspects. I did wonder if they're struggling so much and she's a 911 operator, why do they have such a nice house? <laughs> why do they have a guest bedroom with a private bathroom? I mean, right. that's, that's, uh, 
So yeah, you know, if you haven't seen this movie in a long time, or if you missed it back in 2013, um, it is, she's a 911 operator. She needs to make a little extra income. She fixes up her second, her guest, guest room bedroom and to look for a, um, a tenant, basically someone to rent yeah. it. Well, here we go. Here we have this um, fireman who got hurt on the job and he needs a place to recover and rest someplace without stairs, you know, no weight bearing, (laughs) no weight bearing. And she's like, you know, my house. Well, it's kind of cute because they actually have met before and they didn't realize that they had met before. But they just recognize each other's voices because he's a fireman and she's the 911 operator and they have these nicknames for each other and they kind of are intrigued by each other, but they never had met before. Yeah. That was what did cute. she call him? Do you remember? Cowboy. Cowboy. And what's her number? 43? Oh, I forget her number. 43? 46? No. I forget. No, it's not 46. It's, it's either 42 or 43. I think it's 43. But, but yeah, he always calls her 43 and she always calls him cowboy. (laughs) And you know, they don't drag that on actually. That's, that's just kind of a a thing at the beginning. And then they realize who each other are, are, and she opens her house to him. Now she has little kids. And I was thinking, would you really have a strange man come in your house with little kids? But what makes sense to me about that is that they're in basically the same profession they're first responders and they're really just helping each other out so there's a level of trust there I think that they they had for each other already well and I really I really like how they covered that because Mm -hmm. the mom Allie Allie, uh, Allison Sweeney she Mm -hmm. wasn't she wasn't going to put anybody in the house without Mm -hmm. her and the kids screening them first mm-hmm. and you know they're and you know if the kids did not like somebody that they were interviewing she didn't go with it yeah and he comes in he says I have my condo is three flights up the doctor has strict orders no stairs no weight bearing mm-hmm. could I please use your room that you are renting because she she comes to visit him in the hospital after an explosion makes him fracture his leg that that was so intense when she when he's calling it in and he's saying firefighter down and but who is it it's me what yeah (laughs) I know I was like oh my gosh oh my gosh you know it's just her reaction because they'd never met but she, they had a rapport with each other. And so then she goes and visits him at the hospital and cowboy 43. (laughs) And all of a sudden there are these beautiful people meeting for the first time. And they're like, Oh my goodness. Yeah. So that's how he found out about her room being rented. And so then, but yeah, I mean, if you, uh, and so they already had a rapport and the kids approved. So yeah, it, it worked well all around. Yeah. And he's, he's a great house guest, you know, he, he is, he's really t- gentle, tender with the kids and um, he's oh my gosh. totally oh open my gosh. to like, open to her. And like, they, they almost start playing house, you know, like yes, they're, they're totally playing house. And I, it's no wonder that she would totally fall for him. And how did you feel though, about the progression of their relationship? Like she kind of she kind of goes all in right she does. away. And I, frankly, 
whenever I watch a movie like this and somebody doesn't go all in, I'm just like, what is your problem? You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I had no problem with their progression. I thought it was, I thought it was easy and light and casual. It, you know, it didn't rush into anything. I thought it, I thought it progressed very nicely. And I liked that both of them were interested and, and as the daughter said, they whispered, you don't like, so, you don't whisper to somebody unless you like them. Oh, so. <laughs> that was a cute line. But so what about this, um, this date though, in the backyard, like this date okay. in the backyard, which was heartbreaking. Okay. So both, both dates, both dates are awesome because the kids set the first one up. <laughs> <laughs> I have to I have to dress up for Mrs. Burns. What? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> they tell they tell her that the school counselor is coming, and they tell him, "Mom's having a meeting. Don't come out." And yes. so then they are both allowed to come out, and then they disappear. And the kids have fixed them breakfast for dinner and orange juice <laughs> and champagne glasses and everything like that. And so that was adorable. And you know. And they both kind of went, oh, they got us. But they didn't, you know, they didn't shoot from there. Yeah. It was just a step. And then that that date in the backyard just shows his ultimate thoughtfulness. She needs a night out. She needs to relax. She doesn't want to leave the kids by themselves. So he sets up this beautiful tent in the back once he can walk with a cane right. by the way right, right, so right. he's not breaking doctor's orders <laughs> and so so has this beautiful tent in the back with lights and he and he got both kids uh like i think burner phones so they could right call, right so they could call in an emergency if they needed to and yeah it was yeah. and and then they kiss they kiss in the backyard in the tent with the lights it's so beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that after the date she tells him I can't go through losing someone again yeah and yeah. you are and neither can the kids and you are in a line of work where you put your life on the line every day and here's my favorite part they weren't afraid to use the l word right it's it's like a taboo subject like it's a romance why is it not used so you know he she's saying I can't do this anymore and he's saying I love you yeah Yeah. and you know what I thought I mean they they had great chemistry I thought he was he was so charming you know he was this kind of like this playful bachelor you know at the beginning but he settles into this he sees what she has and he just wants to be a part of it he loves her he loves the kids um he loves the kids which is so important yes and he even says that he says I love you I love your kids like but it made sense to me her hesitancy made sense to me like you said that was a nice thing about this movie a lot of it it just made sense and you kind of yes you're you're heartbroken for him for her you know that they wouldn't they would have a little hiccup in this happily ever after but but it made sense yeah it worked it made Mm -hmm. sense 
because that is a completely legitimate reason that someone would call it quits. Yeah. 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 Completely. So yeah, that was, that was really good. Oh, and we can't forget that all the while the kids so adorable are trying to earn more money for after Cowboy's leg heals. Yes. Jeff, Jeff is his name. So after Jeff's leg heals, they still want to make sure that mom is covered. So they give themselves a job by going to the retirement home and reading stories for a dollar to the residents there. Which is so cute. This is the part that bothers me. The, The director of the facility, she comes in and she's, you're in so much trouble. I'm like, they've been there for a week or two and you haven't seen me like now it's a problem when they've yeah. been roaming around and reading in groups and blah 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 I'm like really yeah now it's a problem and you're gonna come down hard on an eight and a ten year old come on I know. <laughs> but, but I mean like she came down too hard but it's like they were unsupervised that what they didn't have permission it like right there were there was a little problematic if they had their mom's permission, if they had some supervision, what a great idea. What a great business. Like that's, that's no, that doesn't hurt anybody, you know, to make a little money reading. But the problem was that they, they had no supervision. They had no permission, you know? No, that's, that's true. But the fact that yes, they went ahead and did it without permission, but it was going on for like a week or two. (laughs) And then the, then the, director comes down really hard on them right like, oh come on they've been reading in groups <laughs> out in the lobby <laughs> and of course that um uh, that wonderful ed asner is in it and and oh. home and he loves them and he's he's read to them and you know he just passed and so um but he just plays such a great character in this movie heart well, and, and, and so. he was friends with jeff's father yes Yes, and Jeff's, fa- Jeff's father died in a fire when Jeff was 10. Yeah. And so I love how, I love how when she asks, will you talk to Luke about losing your dad? So he knows that he's not the only one. I'm just like, oh, I'm going to die. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Did I have that wrong then? It wasn't divorce. It was, a, they, he died in a fire. No, Jeff's father, you didn't have it wrong. Jeff's okay, father okay. died in a fire. Um, Thank you. Her, her husband left yes. when when the kids were three and five, just disappeared. Just left. Okay, good. I thought yeah. I, I thought I had that right. And then you said something and I was like, oh, wait, maybe I, maybe I missed no, no, you, There's a lot of no, characters you, to keep, keep in, um, yeah. in place. <laughs> but I, I loved this movie. I loved it way back when. I loved it now. I mean, I just yeah. thought it was really, really precious. Um, kind of fun to see again. Just yeah. You know, and you know, you meant you mentioned how Jeff was a really great house guest. It was his fellow firefighters who weren't great house guests. <laughs> I just I have to say this one thing: how they because they're constantly playing pranks on each other and so they come in this man is completely laid up he can't do anything and they go into his room and they shrink wrap him to the bed i'm just like okay that is just mean 
it's one thing to play a prank on somebody when they're able-bodied, but this guy, well, come on, guys. I know, but they set this up. You know, this whole firehouse is just total pranksters. Total oh, yeah. pranksters, total juvenile, you know. So they set it up and it just shows the clash of his worlds. Like he's playing house with this lady and her kids and trying to yeah. recover. And yet here's these pranksters that come in and he's like, okay, I got to be done with this. I am, I am done with this, but. Um. Because what was it? Oh, it was, uh, it was Tabasco sauce in the Oreos. Yes, that's right. That's right. <laughs> okay. So Carrie, what would you give this one? Yeah. You know, this one is just so good and so classic to me that um, I can't help maybe for nostalgia reasons, but give it an 8.5. It's pretty high. Yeah. I, I was gonna, I was gonna give it an 8.5, 8.75, maybe hey. even a nine. <laughs> I know, even a nine. It's such a good movie. Such it a good is. movie. It's great. <laughs> All right, Hallmarkies. Thank you so, so much for listening. And Carrie, where can people find you? Come <laughs> and follow me on um, Instagram at Hallmark Comics. I'd love to interact with you there. And you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Cami Drama Girl. And you can also find me on Deliver Me a Podcast and Hardy's Hotline. And I'm also, I have a blog called The Hooked Hardy. So come and find me there. Thank you so much, everybody. Don't forget to follow the Hallmarkies podcast on social media at Hallmarkies Pod or Hallmarkies Podcast. Don't forget our merch store and don't forget our Patreon. We do things once a month and you can get for $2 a month, you can get in on all of the activities. So thank you so much and have a great day. Bye. Bye everyone.